0: back at it again Doug Smith alongside of well actually I'm alongside of Will Lowry today Cheyenne's out playing Lil G so I brought in my co-homie not a co-host on Birdies Not BS co-homie Will Lowry what's cracking my friend
1: what up, man? I mean, you, you still got somebody with long hair, so it shouldn't be that much of a difference.
0: Shit, uh, you're right. You do got the long hair in the, in the back, right. but, but in the front, she still got her curls. I mean, shit, it's not even there. You know what I noticed? Let me tell you what I noticed real quick. Uh-oh, here it comes. I noticed that LeBron
1: James is my clinical trial. You
0: you got to give me more here. You got to give me a I, lot I'm gonna more. Give more.
1: I'm, I'm going to give you more. So obviously, you know, no offense, LeBron, but we all go through it. LeBron has been trying to get something to stick on that
0: hairline for a while. <laughs> and
1: so I look at it like this. If he can't find
0: anything to stick, how am I going to find anything to stick? Right, because so he, he got hella bread him. and everything to help him he, out.
1: Man, he, he got access. He <laughs> has, uh, he, I mean, he, his name could take him places. So, I mean, I just wait until he finds something to stick, and then I work on, you know, using my deck to get what I need.
0: Well, well, we appreciate you stopping on and and stopping by to talk to me here on this week's episode. First of all, for people that may not know you, Will Lowry is like the Samuel L. Jackson of golf shows, right? I feel like you, that black guy that's been on literally almost every show from the big break. You did like eight seasons, of big break, plus the Holy Moly and and goddamn all the other things you got going on. So one, I've known Will a, a long time. Will's been a good friend of mine. The way Will and I even met is a story because I met Will at the golf course in LA and that evening. I had to bail his ass out and provide him with a place to stay, but it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I got your back, Will. So, so even now, I still got your back.
1: Right, right. That was that was that was uh, one hotel couch I'll never forget. <laughs> I mean,
0: we almost got shot together. You know what I mean? We did, we did. I got I got a real quick uh, uh, dissertation of between the importance <laughs> of red and blue. Uh, oh man, <laughs> hey, you better be careful with your reds and blues and your E's and R's when you're in L.A. <laughs> So for y'all that don't know what we talk about, me and Will almost got shot. Uh, we were leaving the golf course in South Central L.A., which is already a story in itself. We are playing golf, South Central L.A. and El Segundo. And um, there was a home-going celebration for a crip. And we had to actually leave the course. Uh, luckily, we had a blue car, because all them boys was out there with French braids and uh, and, and blue dickies, we was, it, as cliche as it was, I'm glad we was in a blue car. Yeah, Yeah, but I was scared because...
1: I was had my red shirt on. It was Sunday. I was trying to be like Tiger, so I didn't want them guys to get confused. Like, brother, I have nothing to do with what just happened. Just I'm just trying to make birdies. That's this, all I was doing. Yes, the red <laughs> shirt. Don't, don't, let the, don't let the mock red fool you, please.
0: <laughs> I know the funniest part, Will, was like when we were leaving that, you know, we had like 300 yards of just dense Cripville leaving the golf course, yeah. mind you. Um, I can only remember the advice I gave you, which was, hey, man, just look straight. <laughs> so right. So I, I don't know if you explained it well. So
1: from the from the, the the parking lot to the front entrance between the parking lot front entrance it was about three hundred yards. It was a sea of blue. So as we were driving through the crowd, and I, I don't know if "punk" is the necessary word that we both can say that we were, but we just would not as macho as we once were. No, was. I don't think and, that was
0: not the time to be, fle- to flex on, uh, we we leaving a golf course and we in Crippville. Right. It's not the time right. to be you, you, uh, uh, tough. The mean streets of Kentucky and the mean streets of Charlotte was
1: not the no. time to, to no. showcase our strength. But but as we were walking through, it was kind of funny because, I mean, me, as we were driving through, we got quiet in the car <laughs> and once we got through the,
0: the, 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 the ruckus, we came out of the side. And that's when we, <laughs> we got so damn hype after that. But you know what? <laughs> I, I think I think that story, though, Will, goes to show you just how how you can bring different lives to the golf course. That was an extreme case. You know, brothers yeah. at the golf course going through a sea of, of gang members. But in the same breath, and I know you've experienced it as, as well as I have, golf has also brought me from gang members to company CEOs, to to religious leaders, to celebrities, to athletes. How's golf been for you in that aspect? Man, golf got me into the C-suite. I kind—I kind of say, you know, during my uh, my
1: my brief stint on brief stint on Big Break in my 19 uh, seasons, uh, I realized that you know it's got me into certain circles that I can uh, really proclaim myself to be a Z-list celebrity. And 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 the z celebrity is is not all kick and like you
0: think. No, it's not. No, it's not. But, but, uh, it's a bunch of back doors and some uh, and some handshakes, though.
1: It, man, back doors, handshakes, and, and who you know and who knows you, but, you know, it definitely got me in some some certain doors, and, and I, I appreciate it, and, and the grind and the struggle is still real, but uh, I, I can say uh, my journey's been uh, quite entertaining, for sure.
0: But, Will, along those lines, you've actually used that, that, that Z-list celebrity to push forward through some, you know, potential future um, opportunities for you as a producer, as a showrunner, as a writer, as a poet, as a all around hustler as a black man with some hanging on dreads. Like, what are you working on?
1: You know, you know what's so funny is, is over the years I realized I have to really kind of be conscious of uh displaying what I'm working on. Cause you know, when when a person got too many hats on, it's kind of uh no pun intended. But uh <laughs> when a guy has too when a guy has too many hats on, um, it can come across as, you know, not being focused or happy. So it's kind of been of a, a double edged sword, but I, I Working on a couple of um, uh, screenplays that surround uh, the sport that we love, golf, you know, and, and diversity, wow. and inclusion. Um, also have uh, just sent NBC a buttload of, um, of of pitch decks that I have. And I got some emails back and they, they liked them all. And so we're going to have some conversations. And one of the things were uh, podcasts.
0: Uh-oh. You talk about providing a voice. What do people need to hear? Like you being the voice, what is it that's not being said that you can say?
1: I think it's uh, being a, a voice of the unheard, you know. Uh, there's so many uh, uh, golfers, minority golfers, who are really trying to get in the game, who really want to know the game, but they may not understand how to do so, you know. And I think, and I think you know, by having different projects, uh, me being involved through um, some of the, the initiatives I did with Big Break, et cetera, uh, it, it provided me an opportunity to really figure out Come up with some type of algorithm via, uh, podcast, via, uh, entertainment, TV show, movie, entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. And, you know, just try and just try to figure out, you know, how to really uh, get these guys to, uh, hear me and make connections.
0: Now I find it interesting, Will, that, um, when you think of, of, of the heroes of the game, guys are really buttoned up country club, top button, button type Peter Millar wearing cats. You don't fit that mold, dreads, hat backwards. Hell, you don't even hold the club correctly. Like It's like everything in golf, it's like you've held a middle finger to. Like, you know what? Clean cut? Nah, I'm going to let my beard be shaggy, but it's going to have a line on it, though. Uh, Hat forward? Nah, I'm going backwards. White skin? Nah, I'm going black skin. How have you been received as this Z-less celebrities in these C-suites? How have you been received per your, your, your stance as a black man and your appearance as a black man? You know, it's so funny, I like it to the
1: point to where you're looked at as different until. And the reason why I say that is when I'm in these, these particular rooms, a lot of people, are, you, you can see the side eye. You can see how, how uh, people who are definitely used to being in that, that, that arena, and, and they look at you as if, how did he get here? Yeah, how the hell are know. you here? How, how, how are you here? And, and, they, and they ask that question in so many ways. At times it's that direct, but other times it's, it's a roundabout way of asking. But Who do you know? How did you get in this room? <laughs> but, but, but once, once I uh, you know, tell them I play golf professionally, and then, then I become their best friend. But, but in the whole grand scheme of things, if, if it wasn't for my look, I think I can somewhat change the perception of how they view the, uh, people who are, who are uh, attached
0: to golf. I mean, I, I, think, I feel like traditionally white folk are scared of brothers with dreads. Like as basic as it's, oh, he's got, that man's got dreads, I'm scared of him, he's intimidating, right. uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and and those those things, uh, those dynamics are true in golf. So one thing I just, I've always looked at you and marveled that it's like, you're so good at owning your space. You're so good at owning mm-hmm. your look. You're so good at being who you actually are, even though you still owe me $5 from about four years ago. And being so comfortable, where does that come from, Will?
1: I mean, I have to say it's it's comfortable who who I am for myself. I mean i, I over the years, you know, in through trials and tribulations and having feelings hurt when I go to certain golf courses and interact with people i it allowed me to have the understanding understanding what makes me tick mm. and you know i think I think once you understand what makes you tick and you know uh, uh, knowing who you are it's it's kind of hard to be broken. Um, you know there's times where you know I know when I go to certain places. I'm like, man, this is, is going to be a tough one right here. Mm-hmm. I have to say, not to sound too cocky, but once I get in dialogue, once I have an opportunity to really uh, have that individual uh, square up with me,
0: so to speak, oh, and it's absolutely it's, it's damn sure out. a squaring up because they want to. <laughs> the first thing they're going to do is try to correct your appearance. You know, how, right. how many times one, have you been asked to? You know, it's about those courses that are gated. Okay, like I feel like when yes. I'm going to a course and it's not gated, even though it's it's high end, whatever. If it's, if it's a gated facility, that's, that's when the, the stereotypes come. And that's when the, right. the <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Let me act a little bit more hoity-toity. Right. Let me turn right. my head around. For you, it's, let me keep my right. hat backwards.
1: <laughs> right, right. But you know, here, here's a question for you, Doug. When you're approaching that gate and you know it's a different crowd, mm. and you know we might, the crowd may not be as forgiving, how much do you let yourself... I don't want to say let yourself go. How much do how much you restrain from letting you show
0: and showing uh, a representative? I, I get your question. question.
1: not make represent the wrong word.
0: No, it's, 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 um, it's tailoring yourself to fit the scenario, right? Absolutely. You know, and I, I think, Will, it's a really good question because I think it happens a lot in golf, especially for blacks in golf. But I also think it happens a lot for Blacks and just general American society. I mean, I work in golf. I can't always be as Black as I, I feel like I am or I could be, right? right? You know, right. Uh, I use the N-word with my friends. I'm not going to use the N-word at certain country clubs. I'm not going to, you know, say certain things and, and speak in a certain vernacular. Now, uh, I will say there is a time and a place for you to be each version of yourself, right? Because now I, I'm a father, so there's a time for me to be a father. There's a time for me to talk to my boys. There's a time for me to, to walk the straight and narrow. There's a time for me to protest and be loud. You know. Mm-hmm. And those are, those are the conversations I feel like are, are specific to each scenario as we go about our day. Because you can go to some of the most hoity-toity clubs, and then you've got to go, what if, you, what if you have to go from like a LACC and then go to Chester, Washington out in LA? Right. You know, that, right. You're going to but run you know, two it, different dynamics.
1: But you know the thing about it, though, Doug? I can tell you this, though. You know, in, in, w- the experience that we've both been through, I don't think there's a golf club in America that we can't get to. And when we're there, that we can't um, – uh, I, I don't want to say have everybody in our hand, but we
0: can really break – Just rock it. That, That's it. Just rock yeah, just rock it. Right, yeah, just crush it.
1: That, yeah, break that That maybe that perception they may have of in the beginning. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I've had courses not open the gate for me to come in cuz I was black. Multiple times. No I know what that feels no like. Question. A lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh." The last time that happened to me was 2005. The last time I right. was literally discriminated against for going into a club. Or or how many times have you been somewhere will in um you're in the men's grill or you have to go into the men's mm-hmm. locker room and there's that there's mm-hmm. that that members only placard on the door. How many times mm-hmm. do you hesitate? It's like ah, damn, this is members only. And then you get right. like rejuvenated and, and, and galvanized. to be like, fuck this. I'm walking through that door. And I'm, because right. today I'm a member. Like I do that right. all the time. It's like, you know what? I'm not a right. member here, but today I am.
1: And how much is that, Doug? And I have to be honest, this is probably a good, good question for us and for everybody who's listening. How much is that feeling us versus us getting the sense of the atmosphere and where we are? Hmm. The reason why I say that is because there's times where I have been like, you know, I'm not sure I want to mess with them in the men's grill today. And to be honest, and there's times where, you know, my friends of mine who are, who are white, well, you overreact. So is it the fact that you can't see it or am I overreacting? And I, and I ask myself that question often.
0: You know, again, when you talk about overreaction, we're still talking about a, a reaction, regardless of the level of it. Now our, our history has put us in a similar scenario multiple times where there has been a certain, um, certain activities to either make us feel welcomed or make us feel rejected. And mm-hmm. we recall on those experiences when we go back to that scenario, you know, I've been asked to leave the men's grill at, at very, very high end clubs because I'm not a member. You know, even when I was a kid, I was asked to leave certain places because I was, I wasn't old enough. Right. I was 18, you gotta be 21 to be in the men's grill. Um, I think it's it's those things. It's it's our history that is at play, and our our own experiences that we recall. Um, our white counterparts don't always understand because they've never been there. They've never been discriminated against in in certain scenarios around golf. I have multiple times. I know what it feels like. I know how it makes me feel. You know, mm-hmm. I used to have a country club membership, and um, some things happened, and it was I was discriminated against and not able to play my, my club championship uh, on some things. I end up leaving that club but I remember the pain and, and I remember the, the anger uh, that I felt because I, my money didn't weigh enough, you know? And that's the thing about, you know, being black in this game sometimes is, is although you might be able to afford some shit, your money might not weigh enough. Right. To where you get all right. the, all the, um, the superlatives that you're, you're due.
1: Now with the wake of you know, fortune events of George Floyd, do you think we can start to turn that corner? Do you think we can start to come around that back line?
0: No question. You know, it's been interesting in the wake of George Floyd's death, and, and rest in peace to Miss Floyd, and, and our condolences from Bernie's Not BS to the families. What I find interesting is this this call to action from from white people. Mm-hmm. More so, um, I've had more people reach out to me and express sentiments about I'm sorry. I want to understand this 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 time this tumultuous time, but I, I can't, but I yes. want you to know I love you and I'm with you. And it's yes. my my thing is, thank you for telling me, but I need you to tell that to your white friends and your mama and your right. auntie and your cousin them. Right. Tell them that you are outraged for the mistreatment of black people in this country. Tell Absolutely. them that you want, you know, it's funny, from, like I, I saw this joke from Michael Shea. He was talking about how we just wanted, you know, how gays were so audacious to want equal rights. E- equal rights right all black folk wanted was civil rights civil rights you know what I'm saying civil. it's like it's like how audacious civil. of you to be it's like black folk want equal rights no nah, right. and, the, and then the black people's like no nah, we just want civil we just won't keep it civil, civil. we civil. don't we don't it want equal, equal, too much. equal, equal it's, too much. it's like and then it's like the blacks are looking yeah. at the gays like how dare you want equal rights we right you know what right. I'm saying? It's like, how dare you, uh, you society say that black lives don't matter and that all lives matter. We're not saying that all, li- all lives all matter. Life. We are. That's, that's a yes. given. We're saying at this moment in time that the black ones matter. Like they just matter. Right. They matter. matter. Like when's the last time something mattering brought the world into such discourse? Through the game of golf. I, I have gotten a lot of, uh, messages in my
1: DMs. Hey mm-hmm. man, a lot I, of love, I, a lot of I, love. It. I love, I love to go out and, you know, play some golf, I man, really talk to you about all this. And I didn't know that it was like this. I'm like, yeah, yeah you may have been given a package of unearned benefits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah but, unearned but, benefits. Yeah, but, but I, I'm glad the fact that you already had this conversation and I'd love to share you some of my stories.
0: That's been the encouraging piece Will. too, Will, is the fact that people are are willing. Like I saw a piece with Matthew McConaughey on social a couple days ago where it was like, awkward conversation with a black dude, you know, with with Matthew McConaughey. Mm. And I was like, this is dope. Like, the fact that a guy like Matthew McConaughey is willing to understand, willing to take time, make himself vulnerable. Like, that's what I find interesting, is that white folk right now are willing to be vulnerable uh, around the topic of race and equality and social justice. And that's the first, well, you can talk to the Freedom writers back in the 60s. Um, But this -hmm. is the first time that cops don't know who to shoot during these protests. There's too many white people out there.
1: Right. We have to get the the lingo on the on the, you know, funding police. You know, that, that's a whole nother conversation.
0: But yeah, that, that's, I, that's a conversation for you on, on a different podcast because I got some couple more topics right. that we got to get to. Yes, again, Cheyenne Woods, she's competing this week, so unable to have Cheyenne with us today. But we got my man Will Lowry with us, so super stoked yeah. to have Will here. And, yes, I did say super stoked. I do use that word. That is not a black word, but I use it, damn it because I play golf. <laughs> no, but Will, I want to, we got to get to this crosshand bit because I find it so interesting that you are so fucking stubborn that you would not switch your hands as a child and and chose to have the left hand below the right hand and swing effectively backwards. Tell me about how you got into the golf. I know you came in from tennis. Tell me about how you stuck with playing golf crosshand.
1: Man, I was, I was a big, I was a big tennis player as a kid. So I had a, a two hand forehand and two hand backhand, you know, uh, tennis was my life, you know, in the hood, everybody's trying to be like Michael Jordan. I was trying to be like Michael Chang. I don't know if anybody <laughs> who knows who that is, but he was the one of outstanding tennis
0: players as,
1: uh, when I was coming up as a kid.
0: The black but, man that um, looked up to the Asian. Got it.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so he, he was my hero. So, so, uh, as, you know, as I was playing, you know, golf and I, I picked up the club, uh, crosshand and I just thought that was, natural. But well, you'd be surprised, Doug. Like, seriously, when you see kids naturally grab a golf club who are right-handed, they pick it up cross-hand. They do. And sometimes, sometimes I'm I turn the side eye, you know, I, I, I turn a cheek. I don't really, you know, pay attention. And at times, you know, I don't want to get them I don't want them to have go through so much scrutiny like I have. So I
0: tell them to change their (laughs) grip. See, I I always thought you should have had your own show uh, on Golf Channel or or some medium where, given you are a Z-list celebrity, you're not as recognizable, right? Uh, That way you could just go up to the different coaches and schedule a lesson and come in. It's like, you know what? when you Hold it conventionally, right? And swing and be messed up and be like, well, you know, if I switch my hands, I hit it a lot better. Like, I would have died to see you do something like that. It would have been fantastic. Right.
1: Right. I mean, it, it, like I said, I'm still trying to raise awareness some way, somehow, as far as the crosshand movement. Um,
0: <laughs> Cross-handed you know, golfers matter?
1: Planet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Please do not exclude us. <laughs> I mean, I know all golfers matter, but crosshand golfers matter. Yes. the 0.2% of them. Yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Good call, Doug. You're right. We do matter. <laughs> so being from Charlotte, Will, uh, what's it like growing up in an area where there is such a large African-American population and a population of guys that do actually play golf. Who are those people that brought you to the golf course and made sure that you you understood the game and stayed in the game?
1: It's so funny, man. There, there was a guy I used to play on every Saturday morning. He used to play with a group. You know, everybody has a, a random group on Saturday morning. And I used to take their money every Saturday. I could always count on yeah. taking their money. It was They're always like $50. 35, yeah. Yeah, $35, $50. It was always – I can always count on – um, there was another guy by the name of, uh, he's a he's a basketball player. He had a short stint with Charlotte. A guy by the name of Vernon Maxwell. Mad Max, what they called him. Mad Max was a big golfer. He used to, I mean, I don't know if he's a appropriate. but he used to take me around the city, pit me as far as playing his all golfers. He put all kind of money on me. And I was so naive. I just wanted just enough money to get me a PlayStation video game. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. So he'll, he'll take me around the golf course. We pay, you know, $400, $500 a hole. I come home with 50 bucks, get a video game, and I'm good to go. But he put me into a uh, professional event around maybe 23, 24. And he said, I just want to see how you do it. He paid for my travel. He paid for entry fee, et cetera. All I had to do was get there. And it was a Hooters event, and I finished tied for seven. My first ever uh, professional event, I made six grand. Right? Damn. And and when I made that six grand, I told my girlfriend at the time, I "said, baby, I just made six thousand dollars, my first ever, you know, uh, golf tournament. I should be on a PJ tour in like three weeks. We should be okay." <laughs> so lo and behold, lo and behold, that's when I that's that's when I caught the bug. That's when I fell in love with get golf. I was trying to balance work in the winter, save money for golf in the summer, and that was
0: it so? How old were you when you started?
1: That was, uh, I started. I mean, played my whole life with my dad, as a kid, but I didn't get serious to right around maybe 21, 22, 23 ish. You old probably.
0: head for that, damn. I had just looked yeah, I'm old, was, man. Look, see, that was like tw- we, we met in 2011, so it's like shit, you, yeah. were, you were you was fresh out, basically. I was, I was fresh, man. I didn't know anything about swing path, I didn't know
1: anything about positioning, I, I didn't know any of that, man. I was just, I was, I was a gambler, man. I was putting ball. On to face the club and getting to go in the direction. You I know, to
0: and there's bliss in that, though. There's so there's so much bliss in not knowing all this shit about Absolutely. path, deep plane, angle of attack, Absolutely. left, right, up, swing. When you can just play the game and not know that shit, man, like it, it, you're so much free. You're so f- much more yeah, free, free to to do whatever the hell you, you want. You're free. Now I try to hit a cut, and I got to think of getting my path left and my face open and this and that and getting steeper. Right. Back in the day when I was a kid, the only goal when you hit a cut is to make sure it curves right. Right. Bam! For a right-handed golfer. <laughs> right. I'm over here right. thinking about right. numbers and planes and flexion and – and, and, and here, here's the funny part. When I was a kid, well, when I say kid, I, I'm talking
1: three. Yeah, when before, you was a grown ass young adult. Yeah, when I was a young ass grown ass old golfer, I was, <laughs> I, was I was, I was trying to uh, hit the ball straight, curving the ball. What was that? It just hit the ball straight, and we just gotta get it going that way. I don't care how we do it. Now, granted, my divot may go at
0: across my feet, but. It went
1: straight, man. The ball, it the went, ball straight, went straight. You
0: know? That's what it is. So, Will, you, you you played tennis. You jumped into golf. You jumped on some TV shows. What is your stance on the service that's being done by every golf organization to grow the game?
1: I mean, I, I think there there's not a lot of uh, networks of blacks that are keeping kids in the game, and and I I'm I'm often questioning why is that? You know, um, am I Little small opinion. I, I think to increase that participation, I, be, I believe we have to get stuff on television. You know, um, I believe that has to be uh, the same formula work in basketball and football. You know, when a kid sees LeBron James or whomever is a favorite basketball player, he wants to be like him.
0: You he know, like I, we have
1: Harold Barner. We have Harold Warner, et, et, et cetera.
0: But I like how I you think, say we like has, we, we elected Harold as our black ambassador. Harold is the Al Sharpton of golf. Like you know, we have Harold, you know, we got Harold and, and <laughs> Al Sharpton. I mean, that might be a little too deep, but I'll I'll probably say um, <laughs> he's
1: I mean, he's there. He's he, he's black, he's there. I think know? I but, think Harold woke up though but, through this process. You know, I, I can only allude to me. You know, when I was a kid and I used to watch um, Big Break, you know. I, I remember um, Alton Cruz. I don't know if you remember Alton Cruz. He was, mm-hmm. a, he was a, a minority golfer that was on Big Break. Uh, I remember watching Tim O'Neill on Nationwide Tour when I was uh, a kid and he used to do his thing. I don't know if you remember this. I was such a huge fan of just minorities in golf to see him, black people golf. I remember Brandy Seymour. Wow. Who, who was, wow. and I'm probably dating myself as well, but seeing Brandy Seymour, on Golf Channel, not only was she pretty, but she knew the game of golf. I and haven't that heard that name in like, so
0: long. Wow,
1: right. And the thing about it, I used to like dream of. Man, I want to get the Nationwide Tour, so so Brandy Seymour can interview me. Mm. And I think, I think that is what's missing in the whole um, golf ecosystem, so to speak. You know, you don't know anything if you're not exposed to it. Yeah. And so, if if we can somehow get content, man, content of just, uh, you know, a black man on a golf club, I think that does wonders for kids coming up, for sure.
0: Golf is a multi-billion dollar industry, you know, it's not, a, it's not even just playing the game of golf uh, that, that can lend you to have a career in the sport, you know, being a head golf professional, uh, working in the trucks for the NBC, CBS, ABC, all these different, you know, media outlets, um, you know, there's, there's, there's merchandising opportunities for each independent company, has their own golf divisions, etc.
1: Right now, who do we have as the voice of black people concerning the game of golf? Maybe Nobody.
0: one. The only, you know. I mean, you, got, you, got, you got Damon Hack. You got Damon, and we had Damon on a couple of weeks ago. Shout out to Damon Hack. And, and Damon even mentioned the fact that he wants to be able to be that, uh, that bridge that, that people can see yeah. him and then yeah. and pull other, other people, uh, other have nots, minorities up to be broadcasting the game or broadcasters in the game.
1: And I think, and I mean, I think that's where in the whole landscape of golf, I think that's where golf is dropping the ball.
0: Yeah, golf's not doing a good job of having people work in the game. We have uh, Scott Walker, you know, he's yes. out there. And
1: he was the voice of Golf Channel. But, I mean, now he's, he's the voice of, uh, of overseas European golf when he's in his living room. So nobody <laughs> knows that he was, he's a man of color. So who who's gonna be inspired
0: by that? I tell you what. Here's here's something crazy. Here's here's one of my like TV fantasies because a lot of people don't know this, but you know my goals and aspirations are to talk about golf on air. You know, one day that's kind of where I want to get to. But I, I find it interesting. I want to hear Jim Nance sitting alongside of Gus Johnson uh, doing golf because Gus, for those that don't can't quickly identify Gus Johnson, Gus Johnson is that super excited. Uh, basketball announcer that always is screaming when the threes go down. Like, he buries it! No! Buzzer beater, Carolina over Duke. Can you imagine Gus Johnson on a call coming down? Tiger Woods, 18th green, Masters. You got Jim Nance mm-hmm. all sultry and sexy, just, hello friends. And then you've got Gus Johnson, Tiger Woods, 15 feet, downhill slider. It's on the way. High side. It catches the lip. It's good. Tiger to six. Yeah. Like that would be so yes. dope to me. Like, to, it to, to it match would be. Gym. Yeah. The pair gym with the, with the, with the Gus Johnson. And you're going to go Google Gus Johnson after this. And you're going to be like,
1: yeah, I like him.
0: I am going to Google Gus Johnson, but even, even
1: the fact that you did that great description, by the way. Thanks. Man. Um, I think we, we need that. We need that. One moment in time that we can always remember uh, for golf, for the African American um, uh, novice.
0: Will running short on time, tell me what's up next for you? Where we, where can we see you? Where can we find you? What you're working on? What we do? What we doing,
1: man? Man, you know, you know, getting these uh, getting these uh, TV shows out, man. I think um, uh, just trying to figure out, man, what's the best direction and how we can, and I think we, how we can tell our story from you know our our pen and
0: pad. So. Mm. Well, there you have it. Sit down conversation with my co-homie, Will Low- Lowry, like the season salt. My man, hey, I appreciate you stepping by. It was an impromptu day for you. We just kind of said, let's jump on the mics and talk about it. I appreciate it. I think we got some content that people are really going to gravitate toward. And, and shit yeah. like this needs to be heard. You know, I, I feel like um there's so many places where, where white folk are trying to get answers. Uh, listen to Bernie's not BS, because we're not gonna give you that bullshit. You know, we're gonna tell you the the, un- the awkward truth. You know, so so two right here. Will Lowry, love you, man. Uh, you still owe me five hours. Too, Uh I'm gonna pray for your hairline. Um, we got some different, you know, potential sponsors that might be able to help with that some ED stuff. I'm yeah, kidding. No, I don't but, have any of that but, shit. But yeah, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't
1: LeBron people. It ain't LeBron people, so it don't matter.
0: You know what? I tell you what. Once we get one of these shows to pop, I'm, I'll buy you some new hair. We good. There there we go. There we go. You know, I hope everybody out there is really taking this COVID-19 situation very serious. Since recording this episode, um, unfortunately, Will lost his mom to COVID along with his grandmother on his mother's side and his grandmother on his father's side. So make sure you guys are masking up, staying socially distant, and doing everything you can to stop the spread of COVID-19. Will, we love you. We're standing with you. You always have a place here. Birdie's not BS. Thank you so much. And um, we praying for you. I hope everybody else that listens to this episode joins me in in prayers for Will and, and the Lowry family. And that's all for this week's episode. You guys know how to reach us, birdiesnotbs.com. Of course, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, birdiesnotbs. You know the handle, by now, you should. Be sure to give us a review on uh, all listening platforms. We look at them. We appreciate them. We we need those to get better. So feel free to leave a review uh, and let us know what you think about this episode with my co-homie, Will Lowry. Holla at y'all.